Americans be upsurged 323 of the FCPA Compliance Report. The FCPA Compliance Report is sponsored by Advanced Compliance Solutions, where I am pleased to announce a new service offering from Advanced Compliance Solutions, which is the Compliance Alliance. It is a three-step program that will provide you and your team a background in compliance and the FCPA so you can consider how your products and services fit the needs of a compliance officer. It includes a uh, two-day FCPA boot camp, a 30-day podcast series sponsorship opportunity, and in-person training. Interested parties should contact Tom Fox at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Today I have back with me Bill Coffin. Bill is the editor of <coughs> Compliance Week, and this episode he talks to us about the upcoming Compliance 2017 conference, which will be held in May in Washington, D.C. from May 22 to 24. Bill talks about some of the keynote speakers, some of the individual highlights, and some of the comings and goings that make the Compliance Week Conference one of the most unique. Listeners of this podcast will receive a discount to the event, which I will post in the show notes and also have more information at the end of the podcast. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and welcome to a special on-location edition of the FCPA Compliance Report. I'm here at the Princeton Club in New York City with Compliance Week Editor-in-Chief Bill Coffin. We are here for the second annual <coughs> third-party risk management and oversight conference put on by Compliance Week and Financial Research Asso Associates. And uh, I asked Bill if he would sit down and spend some time talking about the upcoming Compliance Week 2017 event. So, Bill, with that somewhat long-winded introduction, thank you and uh, welcome. Ah, oh, well, Tom, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I'm excited to be here at the third-party risk event, of course. Uh, some great stuff we're talking about here today. Uh, but I'm also really excited to be getting geared up for Compliance Week 2017. It's, you know, it's, a, it's the biggest event in the compliance world every year. Uh, it's a couple of days where you get to rub elbows with the best and brightest in, in the industry. Uh, it's, a, it's in a fantastic venue in Washington. Uh, but more than anything, you know, for myself as an as a editorial guy, it's just a couple of days of just great content. You know, you're, you're talking about some fantastic topics, uh, what's at top of mind for the modern compliance professional, where is industry going, where is some more, you know, kind of the, the, the title forces behind the profession. Uh, so it's a, it's a really exciting event. I'm looking forward to it. So the event this year is uh, May 22nd through 24th. We're back again at the Mayflower Hotel, which you're right, is just a fabulous venue and one of my favorite places to attend. I was wondering if there are any overall or overarching themes for this year's event. Yeah, most definitely. You know, I've been I've had the pleasure of working with Maria Sonin, our director of events for this, and we've been you know looking at what kind of sessions do we want that kind of you know cover all the things that need to be covered in the compliance world today. Um, but you know, there there have been a couple you know overarching you know, sort of meta themes that I think have tied together a large number of the various uh, sessions that we're going to be having at the conference. I think you know the, the the biggest one. I mean, really, it's the it's the it's no pun intended. It's the elephant in the room. But it, it, you know, it's essentially uh, the political realities of, of what's facing compliance right now. Um, and really, what is the Trump administration going to do, or what has it already done, or was it likely to do? That's going to impact you know the compliance profession. Um, you know, we don't talk about politics and, compl and compliance so much. It's not really our venue to do that. But what happens in Washington very much has a massive impact on, on how the modern compliance officer does their does his you know his or her job um, and so I think one of the big topics really is looking at Trump's first hundred days and going all right what has he achieved what does he want to achieve what do you, what is what are these first hundred days you know what kind of um, you know precedent does it set going forward you know for some of the major agencies that 
compliance officers often work with in terms of who's going to be running them, what will their agendas be like, what are they likely to achieve. Um, so that's going to that's be a big, a, a pretty big, uh, you know, series of topics. I think that'll be driving a lot of the content. Um, you know, another one is just is the notion of international compliance. Uh, right. I think certainly, you know, one of the concerns that we've seen amongst the Compliance Week readership already um, has been, you know, with the Trump administration making so many, you know, bold moves to try to pull back regulations uh, on a variety of fronts. The question is, well, if you're going to have a lot of regulatory rollback in the states, what does that mean for a Fortune 1000 company that is actually operating worldwide? Uh, and operates, you know, within multiple regulatory regimes. Uh, so the question then really is, all right, well, what's going on in other parts of the world, in the Eurozone? What's going on in Latin America? What's going on in Australasia? What's going on in the UK, you know? Uh, what's going on in the MENA region? Um, you know, and these are regulatory regimes that they, they, you know, they merit independent consideration, you know, just on their own, on their own, you know, the value. Uh, but if you're going to look at, you know, a potential world where the United States is perhaps not the most stringent compliance regime to, to live by anymore, well, then where else are you going to look to set the high watermark for your compliance program and then maybe kind of build out, you know, build outwards and try to harmonize from there? So there's a lot of concern and a lot of interest in, well, all right, what can we learn about what's going on elsewhere in the world, you know, compliance-wise? Um, I think the third biggest, you know, um, topic that, that really kind of come up, that came up a lot in our discussions uh, and again, this is driven a lot by the articles we produce, but also you know stories that come to us from people who are uh, either looking to talk about a topic or they're just asking us to write more about it. Is just the issue of technology in general. Um, you know, we hear a lot about artificial intelligence and compliance, right. um, and it's one of those topics where a lot of people hear about it, but they don't really know what it is. You know, we kind of you hear AI. What does that mean? You think you know you're gonna have a a, a, you know, a, a howl, you know, you know, 9,000 kind of, you know, monitor in your desk, you know, right. you, know, you know, speaking to you in dulcet tones and you're trying to do do something, um, you know, you, you know, or is, it, or is it more, I mean, you know, what is it really? Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things going on with, with tech in terms of predictive analytics, in terms of being able to plow through large amounts of data that normally you would just sort of, sort of throw a lot of bodies at. It's about efficiency, you know, it's about accuracy. Um, and, you know, what do these things mean to compliance professionals in terms of, you know, when you have a, if, if, if the growing wisdom is that you have to largely automate a program for it to be super efficient, where does that leave the human compliance professional in terms of what do they do with it? Um, you know, what do those programs mean? What do they do? What do they look like? You know, trying to understand what, what, what the tools are at your disposal. Um, so those are some of, the, some of the things that we've been talking about quite a lot, and they, they kind of percolate in their own ways in various, various sessions. So one of the thing that, uh, things that excited me that I saw on the agenda was that Wei Chen will be speaking. Yes. And uh, she is, uh, you know, well-known within the compliance community, but not many people have actually had the chance to, to meet her or hear uh, meet her unless they've been in an enforcement action or even see her, <laughs> see her speak. Yeah. So I was really thrilled to see that she and uh, Pablo uh, Kionis uh, are on a uh, Tuesday morning keynote panel. What can you tell us about that? Uh, well, you know, I, you know, I very much echo you know your thoughts in, in terms of you know, you know, Kui Chen has been you know, she, she had just joined, she just kind of entered the scene at last year's conference, and so she was a big topic of discussion, but hadn't really gotten a chance to do much of anything. So I think now we actually have her to to speak, and we can get a, we you know we have a, an idea of you know, what has she done over the last year or so. Um, you know, if I recall correctly, her her contract is up uh, relatively soon. Right. Um, you know, so I think this will be a good opportunity to get an idea of well, what's next for for her. 
but also what kind of legacy will she be, you know, leaving behind? Um, you know, you know, and, 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 you know, and what can compliance officers learn from her? I expect there will be a robust question and answer uh, to this. You know, a lot of people are just dying to hear from her. They all have their different questions, um, and and like you said, she hasn't been super super visible. Um, you know, I know we, I, Compliance Week is it really hasn't talked with her uh, editorially. Um, she's been very busy and kind of under wraps. So this is right. this is a really great opportunity for people to hear from her directly and to kind of have some direct uh, interaction with her. And the um, the the title of the the topic, or rather the panel, is of course just the title, but it is common compliance issues and effective programs and in view of the Department of Justice evaluation of corporate compliance programs document released in February, which really focused on effectiveness and operationalization of compliance programs, I think uh, a lot of people are going to be very interested in her thoughts on, one, how do you make a program effective, and two, how would you measure that, particularly from the government's perspective. So I think there's going to be a lot of interest in uh, in that panel and that topic. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, you know, one of the things that that has driven a lot of interest in, 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 these, sessions, in these sessions, like you said, is is measuring the effectiveness of your program, and it's a very slippery thing to grab a hold on. I would be personally very interested in hearing you know what she has to say about that. Um, you know, and I know that you know she's had some thoughts on on how to measure effectiveness and how to create a better program, and I think that you know what we may see from her in terms of what she has to talk about, these are the sorts of things that you, they could become the seeds for what, you know, percolate into compliance training programs down the, down the line. So uh, I think it's going to be a terrific, a ter- it, it, I think this could be one of those, if you come to just one session, that's the session you really ought to come to. It's going to be fantastic. But definitely, you know, stay for the, stay for the whole show. Now, Bill, we've talked about some of the uh, overarching themes and uh, the keynote highlights and and the keynotes, but that just barely scratches the surface of fact that might not even scratch the surface of what Compliance Week really is, because it is a uh, series of interactive presentations. It is small, dynamic groups that facilitate discussions. You have things like industry breakfasts. So maybe you could describe some of the things that uh, might not jump out as, as top on the agenda, but really make form the the real meat of the compliance week experience that's a great that's a great question there tom um you know one of the things you hear a lot when, when you go to professional gatherings like this is a sense of community and it's and, and it's kind of you know kind of a, a cliche at this point but i think with compliance week it's really the case i mean you have a lot of you have a great opportunity for a lot of practitioners to get together and and you know you know, you know compliance is as it's an expanding profession but still kind of a small community and you have a great opportunity for people from, you know, a wide variety of industries to kind of get together and share their, their common experiences as compliance professionals and talk about what are those issues that even if you're from, you know, you're from heavy industry and somebody else is from the services industry and somebody else is from financial services, you know, what are the compliance issues that tie you all together and that, you know, collectively keep you up at night and, 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 and vex you? And this event is a great way to talk about those those kind of you know touch points that, that really cut across industry lines and even some, in many cases even cut across you know uh, you know from large to medium to small organizations as well. Um, you know the various breakout sessions uh, that we're going to have and, and there are there are gosh there's a lot I think there's over certainly over 24 at this point I think uh, you know in, in addition to the big keynote, big keynotes you know the various breakouts. Um, they're smaller, more intimate conversations. They tend to be panels with two or three experts. Um, usually, there are about thirty people in the room or so. Uh, but it's not just you know death by PowerPoint. It's not people just getting up and lecturing. It's it's people sort of explaining to you you know some overarching ideas. But often there these are discussions that are very much driven by direct experience, 
by actual tradecraft that's been learned on on, on you know on the on the on the site, um, and conveyed directly to you in the audience. You know, and it, it usually uh, involves a very robust question and answer back and forth. And these are kind of workshop environments where people get an opportunity to ask the presenters point blank, you know, some very specific questions about specific portions of a of a compliance program. And so you kind of get from that thirty thousand foot level right down into the trenches in terms of all right, well, how do you address particular challenges or opportunities in your compliance day to day, um, you know, it, 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 you know ma- no matter where you are in the compliance profession or what your program looks like, there's going to be something here for you at this event that's going to touch upon something that really matters to you, you know, and, and, the, and in these breakouts and, and in the industry breakfasts, these are areas we can really dig down on, on these particular topics. Um, so I, I think, I, I think it's, I think it, it, they're, they're a lot of fun to attend. So there's two, um, I'm not sure, logistical uh, issues, uh, but uh, maybe the physical setup is a better way to set this question up that that I want to raise because I find it uh, really unique to Compliance Week but really facilitates the sense of community that you've talked about. The first is the uh, refreshment room, breakfast room, and the room where we have our cocktail party. The way it's set up is with physically with tables, very few seats, but it allows a lot of people to get together, people who, who uh, don't know each other, uh, it may not congregate together to have that sense of community and yeah. to talk, talk to other people. And the um, cocktail party, which I think is on the Monday afternoon, uh, a lot of uh, regulators and people who don't even attend the conference will come to the cocktail party. So there's a very robust yeah. discussion about a multitude of issues. The second physical layout is the main hallway where the uh, breakout rooms are generally off of. That's where the vendors go. And uh, I really like it because it gives, the first of all, the vendors are right up front in one place. But it gives you a, as the participant the opportunity to walk, talk, see, interact with the vendors in a very casual way, in a very professional way, but in a way that allows you to ask them specific communications without really being uh, hard-sold. Yeah. So those two physical layouts I find very intriguing, but they actually, in my opinion, I really appreciate how they add to the entire conference experience. I I, I have to. I definitely agree with you there. Um, you know, you know, from a you know, I guess from a personal perspective, um, you know, as you know, I I joined Compliance Week as editor in chief uh, in uh, you know very late 2015, and so. One of the things that, you know, in my first year with the publication that I was looking forward to the most was attending the conference because I knew that, you know, my onboarding wouldn't really be complete until I went to the twenty. I, I, I went to the conference. And, and, and you know, the, the, the refreshments room, the, the cocktail reception room, yeah, it's, it's, it's set up in a way that it really fosters a really great introduction, you know, to everybody who's on the scene. And what I was really struck by and I thought was fantastic was, you know, there's just a real congenial atmosphere with all the professionals who are there. And then they're there to meet with each other and to talk with each other. It's a very open environment. Everybody's just there just kind of to sort of, you know, talk about what, you know, what moves them as a compliance professional. And it's, it was a very, it was a great way to meet a lot of people. Um, but it was also a great way to talk about a lot of really important topics of the day uh, in, in, in a very friendly manner. And, and, and it was a hugely valuable experience for me. Um, you know, more so than most other professional events that I've ever attended, you know, in, over the course of my journalism career. You know, uh, as you know, I, I covered insurance and risk management for many, many years. And oftentimes when folks get together in that crowd, um, you know, the conversations are great, but often people are talking about golf or talking about other things. 
at Compliance Week, I mean, you know, it's it's friendly, but people are there to talk about their their work life. Right. You, know? you know, they're they're there to talk about what what really you know moves them as a as a compliance professional, and it's just a very rich experience. You know, um, and 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 it's it's. It's intimate without being cramped, which I think is really important. That's and a great phrase, intimate without being cramped. Yeah, you know, and, and, and the, the, entire, the entire conference layout is like that because you, ha- you tend to have, a, you know, kind of a central hallway from which all the various breakout rooms, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, kind of extend. But you've got that, that meeting room and you've got the, the vendor room, and it just makes for an easy, you know, passage back and forth. You know, you can, you can, you, can, you know, it, it's large enough that there's a lot to go and to see, but you don't feel like you're drowning in it. And you don't feel like you you can't possibly see it all, you know. It, it, you know you know you you have the opportunity to see all the keynotes, to go through as many you know uh, breakout sessions as you can handle, uh, and you'll still have time to actually network with your peers and actually go see what's going on in the vendor room. And I'll tell you what, the exhibition room to me is it's it, it's great because like you said, there's no it's not a hard sell environment, but it's a great place to see. All right, what's going on? And you know, I, I think of it more as an innovation lab than as a marketplace. It's right. And so the um, uh, so we're here at the third party risk management and oversight conference, and one of the key topics has been technology, use of technology, how that uh, interplays with the human element of compliance. And uh, t- to your point on the uh, the innovation lab in Compliance Week, a lot of uh, products are announced, new services are announced by vendors, but they're really there to educate and to provide uh, information to anyone who wants to uh, to talk to them about the products or services they have. And I found it a, a very casual, free flow of information. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think there's a great value to people who are new to the compliance world at this event because even though there's a there's a... There's lots of opportunities for you to get very deep into high-end, advanced compliance topics. You know, if you're new to the profession, right, this is also a fantastic opportunity to get a lay of the land and understand who are the movers, the shakers, the players. Um, and there's a real willingness to talk to people who are new to the business. I mean, I remember when I was there last year, you know, seeing folks who were long-time compliance professionals, people who were, you know, they'd been in the business for, you know, five, six years, and people who were just brand new to it, either coming out of coming out of school and trying to get a career in, in compliance going, or people who were professionals who were transitioning, you know, from some other field into compliance but had only been in the in the profession for a very short period of time. And no matter what your experience level was, there was a, a lot of open opportunity for people willing to talk with you and going, hey, you know, let me share with you what I know. Um, there's not a whole lot of, you know, well, if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you. Kind of, kind of going on there. You know, it's, it's if people are there, they're they're there to share what they know, uh, and I think that's a really important part of the whole the whole scene. Let me pick up on that last point because one of the things Compliance Week has consistently done is had um, government employees, uh, most uh, you know, investigators, prosecutors, DOJers, Department of Commerce representatives, FBI agents, Securities and Exchange Commission representatives uh, speak. And not just on keynotes, but also on panels where they are very interactive with the audience and are very open to uh, answering, you know, pretty direct questions. Yeah. And uh, so that's one of the things that uh, any compliance practitioner can take full advantage of is they can actually meet and talk to the regulators. Yeah. Well, one of the big reasons why we hold this conference in Washington is so that we can get at easy access to all those all those regulatory folks. And it makes it very easy for them to come to our conference. They're willing to do so. They love to come. And frankly... 
they really enjoy being open and frank with their audience because they would rather tell people proactively, hey, look, here's what we see as potential you know, flashpoints or here are things that you can do to improve your compliance program. I mean, for most, most of these people, they would rather never actually meet with you in an, you know, in an enforcement environment. You know, you know, you know, they're, more, they're most happy when they're you know, not having to do the worst part of their job, and they really appreciate it when compliance officers are able to you know, act proactively and build a program that makes sure they never run afoul of the law. Uh, and they are only too happy to share with you what they know to make sure, you know, you know what, these are, things, these are the major failings we see. If you do A, B, and C, it's a great way to make sure that we never have to meet under, you know, stressful circumstances. And to your point, you know, the folks from uh, regulatory agencies and from enforcement agencies, uh, they love to share that, you know, that, that inside knowledge that right. it's kind of hard to come by otherwise. Right. So, Bill, uh, I'm really excited about this year's event. The... Um, <coughs> Uh, for uh, anyone listening, they can see uh, the agenda at events.complianceweek.com. I hope uh, if you're listening, you will plan on joining us on May 22nd to 24th at the Mayflower Hotel in Washington. And I hope that uh, we can continue this conversation because it sounds like a, just a fabulous event for 2017. It'll be a great time, Tom. And I uh, appreciate you having me on your show today. And I uh, look forward to seeing everybody in Washington in May. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance Report. As promised, you can receive a discount of $300 for registration to Compliance Week 2017 by listening to this podcast and utilizing the following discount code, CW17TOMFOX. That's all upper caps. That's CW17TOMFOX. I will link to it in my show notes. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it would help our rankings and also help get the word out about one of the top podcasts in compliance. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll join me again on the FCPA Compliance Report. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.